All right, Leviticus 9, and we'll just read uh, the beginning verse 22. So we'll read Leviticus 9, 22 through Leviticus 10, 3. Leviticus 9, 22 through Leviticus 10, 3. It says this in the word of God. And Aaron lifted up his hand toward the people and blessed them and came down from offering the sin offering and burnt offering and peace offerings. And Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of the congregation and came out and blessed the people. And the glory of the Lord appeared unto all the people. And there came a fire out from before the Lord and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat, which when all the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. Verse 10, chapter 10, verse 1. And Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer, and put fire therein, and put incense thereon, and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not. And there went out fire from the Lord, and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. Verse 3, And Moses said unto Aaron, This is it that the Lord spake, saying, I will be sanctified in them that come nigh me, and before all the people I will be glorified. And Aaron held his peace. Let us pray. Father, again, we thank you for your goodness and grace. And Lord, we thank you for loving us. And Lord, because you loved us, because you first loved us, we can say with grateful hearts, I love you, Lord. Lord, I want to serve you and worship you. Lord, I thank you for those that are here today. Lord, thank you. And those that are listening, thank you for the faithfulness of your people. Uh, dear Lord, we appreciate that. And Lord, I know that, uh, uh, Lord, that uh, is joy to your heart and glorifies you. Lord, we pray for those among us that are sick. Lord, we thank of Sister Sarah this morning, <coughs> Sister Kraft, and uh, others that aren't feeling well. Lord, uh, Sister Barnett. Lord, please uh, touch those with physical needs among us and help them to heal quickly and raise them up. Lord, we thank you for those that uh, uh, are, are feeling better. We pray you continue to touch uh, uh, Brother Pitt and, uh, Lord, that he'd recover fully and uh, others, Lord, please, uh, dear God, I'm glad that we can trust you with these things. Lord, we pray for those that might be here listening. Uh, dear God, that for whatever reason aren't saved yet, Lord, we pray today that your Holy Spirit would uh, convict that heart and open that heart and draw that heart unto thee today that they'd see uh, the need. And Lord, uh, uh, come unto you and put their trust in the death, burial, and resurrection and shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, as we look at this portion of Scripture, uh, Lord, help it to help uh, teach us and encourage us, uh, dear God, and help us just to grow a little bit more in the grace and knowledge of the Lord uh, uh, Jesus Christ. So, Lord, we cast all our cares upon you this morning. We lean upon you. Lord, we rest in you. And, God, we thank you that you're our refuge this morning from all that's going on in life and going on around us. Uh, dear God, I'm glad that we can still have peace. Now glorify yourself and build your church, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, we look at the things in the, uh, the Old Testament. Of course, you know about uh, the law and what we see uh, in the law that God uh, has a high standard. You know, for some reason, people think that God in, the, in this dispensation or this age has lowered his standard. <laughs> God has not lowered his standard. God still has a high standard. And we need to remember that God's standard has not changed. When we read things in the Old Testament like we see here, God's standard has not changed. Now, we know, well, uh, you know, we're not under the law, and I'm glad we're under grace and all those things. So uh, uh, really, as I've said before, you look in the New Testament, <laughs> you know, the standard seems to even gone higher uh, that we're held to. But the fact that it's uh, God shows grace, amen, 
uh, is the reason that most of us are still alive, uh, uh, right? Uh, you know, I had a, uh, 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 a pastor, he almost never did uh, the Lord's Supper, pastor, and, and people would uh, ask him, say, how come you never uh, do the Lord's Supper? He said, well, you know, I read over in the Bible, well, people were dying because they weren't right when they did Lord's Supper. He said, he said, man, I know my people. Most of them probably die if we had the Lord's Supper around here. You know, he said, so I'm just trying to take care of them. Amen. Now, I don't think that way. I know we need to have the Lord's Supper, but I said, that's pretty good. You know, I said, he's just trying to watch out for his, watch out for his people. But let's look in the, uh, the Word of God here and uh, see some things about the Lord. Now it says, and Aaron lifted up his hand toward the people. And, you know, I guess, you know, sometimes you see pastors do that and they'll say, you know, uh, bless you. We don't do that much anymore. You know, they'd have the at the end of the service, you know, the Lord bless you and go and all those things. And so he's blessing them. But I learned you can't do that anymore. Man, I was at uh, the preacher's fellowship the other day and we were having lunch and this missionary family was behind me. And their son, he was just a little kid. I really liked this kid. He had a good sense of humor and he did something for me. And I go, I go, bless you, my son. Kiss the ring. Boy, his mom took that seriously. We don't do that around here. You know, and I said, bless your son, you know, but uh, so I've got to be careful about that today. But let us notice here in verse 22, let us notice first we see the sacrifice, the sacrifice. And Aaron lifted up his hand toward the people and blessed them and came down from offering. Look at this, the sin offering, the burnt offering and the peace offering. And so uh, uh, notice uh, the order here, the sin offering. Of course, uh, we know that sin must always be dealt with uh, uh, first. You know, you're talking about in these days, you know, a lot of people read the New Testament. And they always show God, see Jesus showing mercy on people and grace upon people and think that he just overlooked those things. But God, right, he always deals with sin first. And people want to come to God. People say they want to have a relationship with God, but they don't want to deal with the sin in their life. And, you know, uh, uh, you know, I know we talk about a lot about God's love today and a lot about God's uh, grace. And so people think that, hey, we've gotten light on sin. Hey, God still has a high standard. God has not gotten any lighter on sin. Right. Uh, everything that God thought was an abomination uh, 2000 years ago, God still thinks is an abomination today. Everything God uh, hated 2000 years ago, he still uh, hates today. Uh, uh, sin. And, but the sin offering uh, came first. And of course, we know the sin offering. Of course, everything here always represents Christ as the type of Christ. And so typifies Christ, of course, as our sin bear. Christ, we know, was our substitute. We read this verse again, 2 Corinthians 5, 21. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God uh, in him. So we're so glad that we can look at the sin offering and say, hey, that is what Jesus Christ did for me. He was my substitute. He took my place. Boy, that gives us talking about being happy. Amen. Uh, that ought to make you happy when you think about that. That ought to bring joy to your heart when you think about that, that Jesus Christ was our substitute. The sin offering provided the way of forgiveness for all classes of people. You know, in James, it talks about, you know, if the rich man come in or the poor man come in, don't be a respecter. Hey, God is not a respecter of persons. That sacrifice, the sin offering, it was for the priest. It was for the beggar and uh, everybody in, uh, in between uh, uh, the, uh, the sin sacrifice. And so thank God that Jesus Christ was our sacrifice and the sin sacrifice is for everybody and whosoever will may come to the Lord and be saved. Then we see the burnt offering. 
All right, the sin offering, yeah, all right, uh, we think of that sinner, amen, being a sinner needs to come to Jesus. But then there was a burnt offering. And of course, the burnt offering, if you understand that, that pictures utter devotion, utter devotion. You see, when Christ was upon the earth, right, he was, you, you could say this, when Christ was upon, you see this. You know, the Bible talks about he, he set his face towards Jerusalem. Jesus Christ was totally devoted and consumed, if you will, with doing the Father's will. That was a, his whole desire upon the earth was to do the Father's will. And Christ was not only that, and then what it was included in that, Christ was totally devoted to be our Savior. Nothing was going to stop him from going to the cross. Nothing was going to stop him for paying the price for our sin. Isn't that a wonderful thing that Christ was totally devoted, amen, uh, uh, to be your Savior? He said, man, he said, nothing is going to sway me. I want to be James' Savior, amen, and nothing's going to stop that, amen. I'm completely devoted to paying the price uh, uh, for these people. And then it also uh, speaks to us as believers, as believers, we are to be totally devoted to Christ. Well, when we look at that, we say, man, Christ, nothing was going to sway him from doing the Father's will. Nothing was going to sway him from going to Calvary. Nothing was going to uh, sway him away uh, for paying the price for my sin and being my Savior. Boy, uh, that's why Romans says it's our reasonable service. Amen? When we think about how totally devoted and how consumed he was with the thought of paying the price for our sin, we should have that same desire as believers. Hey, I got saved. Boy, when I, when I got saved, it was just like, man, it was automatic. It, it just, uh, right after I got saved, old things were passed away, all things become new. And, and, and from the, 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 when I first got saved, it just seemed like it was in my heart, purposed in my heart that I want to be devoted, amen, to serving the Lord Jesus Christ, to glorifying the Lord Jesus Christ. So as believers, we're supposed to be totally devoted to Christ and consumed with God's will for our life. Notice uh, it talks about the burnt offering in verse 24. And notice what it says. There came a fire out from before the Lord. And look at this. And consumed upon the altar the burnt offering. So the, the thought about the burnt offering is it was totally consumed, amen, uh, by the fire, which went off because, you know, some things were sacrificed and, you know, and, and then they could be taken and, and, and eaten. Some of the priests, amen, they got to eat some of those things. But uh, not this, it was totally consumed. And so the, this was a fire, we would say this was a fire, I like this thought. It came down, it taught, the, the thought of the burnt offering was the thought of devotion, Amen. The thought of devotion. And I got thinking about that. This was a fire of devotion. And you know what should burn in our hearts as believers? The fire of devotion should burn in our hearts, in our lives. We should, we, this should be seen in our lives. Let me give you some verses. Jeremiah 29, we know this. Jeremiah said, hey, then I said I would not make mention of him. Jeremiah, the great prophet said, nor spake any more in his name. He said, man, I quit. But his word was in mine heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. Well, that's the way the word of God should be. Amen. That he, he, you know, listen, he, that, that fire of devotion was so strong in his life that he couldn't quit if he wanted to. 
Boy, hey, uh, not that we ever uh, didn't uh, uh, feel like quitting. I can say, you know, uh, uh, I don't think so far uh, since I've been saved, I felt like quitting. Now, there's some days I felt like going to bed early, <laughs> right? Like I've said before, hey, hey, listen, I, uh, are you going to quit? No. Well, what are you going to do? I'm going to go to bed early, amen. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> this is just a night, this day just ain't going too good, amen. I'm not going to quit. I'm just going to go uh, uh, to bed early. And I've, I've done that. I've told that story. Before. I remember distinctly uh, one time in, in Bulgaria, I've told that story where I was had a bad day and I, I said, all right, devil, you think you got me. Well, I'm not going to quit, but I'm going to bed. And I went to bed early that day and I said, and just... I, and I remember saying this, you know, I said, but I'm going to get up in the morning. Amen. Go to bed early if you have to, but make sure you get back up in the morning and keep going and staying devoted. And that's what Jeremiah said. I couldn't quit if I wanted to. The fire of devotion, the fire of his word was burning uh, so much in my heart. There's no way I could walk away from what God uh, had in me. Boy, I, I, that's the way I want the things of God uh, uh, to burn uh, in my heart. You know, and uh, Psalm 39.3, I like this. My heart was hot within me while I was musing. I like this. The fire burned. That's that same thought, man. The fire of God. Uh, what's wrong? You got, you, got, you got heartburn? Yeah, I got heartburn, but not that kind, amen. Mine's a spiritual heartburn. It's the, it's the, it's the will of God burning in my life. And of course, uh, uh, James, it, it, that, the, the, the prayer uh, and fire of devotion should be seen in our prayers. We know James 5, 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent. And that's what that word fervent means, right? Uh, it means to burn with heat. Right. And so that fire should should be evident when we, when we pray. We want to pray with fervency. We want that fire devotion. Amen. Uh, uh, to be in our prayers. Uh, Psalm 104, 4 says this, who maketh his angel spirits and his ministers a flaming fire. I like that. Just being on fire for the Lord. I tell people, you know, you, t- you hear about people burning out and burn up. I said, listen, I don't want to I don't want to burn out for God. You know, I don't want to burn up for God. I just want to burn for God. Uh, That's what we want to do. And I like that thought. His ministers of flaming fire. Each one of us, we are the ministers of God. We're the children of God, right? And we should say, Lord, I want to be a minister, amen? And I want my life to be on fire for you. I want my life to be completely consumed with your will for my life. I want people to know that, hey, there's no doubt that that sister is completely devoted to the glory of God and the will of God for her life. There's no doubt that that brother, amen, that that his life has totally been changed through the power, the transforming power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and he is sold out, amen, to the things of God. People, amen, should be able to perceive that uh, in our lives, that there's something uh, uh, different. Have you ever had anybody come up to you and say that, say, oh, are are you a Christian, or is there's there's just uh, something about you? Have you ever had anybody Everybody, I say, I hope, I hope that you have. Uh, and, and it should be in our life that they notice that difference. Well, I, I better move on to the next one. Uh, I'm not even through the first point. And then you see the peace offering. The peace offering. Christ through his offering, right, has made what? Peace between God and man. I love these two verses. Colossians 1, 20 and 21 say this. And having made peace through the blood of his cross... I love that. We know uh, 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 the blood, the blood. You can't talk too much about the blood. People are scared to take, uh, uh, talk about the blood. 
You know, a lot of denominations have taken the word blood out of their hymn book. And they, they, they change it to the word love. To me, that's a terrible thing. You cannot appreciate the love of God without understanding and having a respect of the blood that was shed for you on the cross of Calvary. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Life, what? The life is in the blood. Our spiritual life, our eternal life is in the blood of Jesus Christ. We must make much of the blood. But he made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him I say whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. Verse 21. And you, I like that. And you, and you, and you, and you. Boy, you can just, you can just go, you can say that to everybody. And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind. By what? By wicked works. Yet now hath he reconciled. He's made peace for us through his offering. Now, there's an interesting thing about the peace offering compared to the other offerings. There's something different about the peace sacrifice that, uh, uh, concerning the other sacrifices. Anybody know what it is? Anybody think what it might be? I think it's kind of a, uh, interesting. Yes. Okay. That's, but that, uh, that's good. That's not what I'm... That's not what I'm uh, thinking about, but that's good. Here it is. For most sacrifices, right, you brought the lamb or you brought the animal, what does it say? It says a male, right? It says a male. But the peace offering is the only one where it could be male or female. The peace offering, I think that's an interesting thing to note, that the peace offering could be male or female. That's where you women get in, amen. All right? Aren't you glad that, amen, uh, women can have the peace of God too, amen? That, amen, they can make peace with God too. I think that's a wonder. I just think that's a, just the thought of that, amen, is a precious thing. Say, hey, listen, uh, uh, right? Uh, 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 Jesus Christ, right? Because the head of the human race, amen, is the one, that's how, how does sin come into the world? Through the head of the human race, the first Adam, Right? And so how, how does the sin have to be taken care of, right? It, was, it came in by a male. It has to be taken out by a male, if you will, the last Adam. But boy, but when it comes to peace, amen, hey, listen, we want, God wants everyone to have peace with him. And I think that's just a beautiful, a beautiful thought there that it could be male or female. Let me give you that verse, Leviticus 3.1, just in case somebody challenges that, Sister Pam, amen. Let me give you a verse for that. Leviticus 3.1 says, and if, if his, I like this, and if his oblation be a sacrifice of peace offering, if he offered of the herd, whether, look at this, whether it be male or female, he shall offer it without blemish before the Lord. Now, they both had to be without uh, a, a blemish, right? But it could be male or female. So God's peace through Christ is offered to all. What a beautiful thought that is. So we see the sacrifice. Thank God for the sin offering, the burn offering, and the peace offering. But then verses 23 and 24, amen? Here we see the service and the shout. I like this. Verse 23 said, And Moses and Aaron went out, notice this, went out into the tabernacle of the congregation, Sorry, uh, uh, went into, sorry, Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of the congregation and came out and blessed the people and the glory of the Lord appeared unto all the people. Verse 24, and there came a fire out from before the Lord and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat, which when all the people saw, I like this, they shouted and fell on their faces. Notice the order of that service, if you will. I like this. It says they went in. 
Then they came out, and then what? They blessed, and then the glory was revealed. I like that. Amen? They went in, they went out, they blessed the people, and the glory was revealed. I said, you know, that's the way church should be. That's the way church should be. Amen? That's how it should work. God's people, amen? God's people come in. God's people have church, and they meet with the Lord, and they get something from the Lord. Say, Lord, I'm going in. And Lord, they went in there and they, they met with the Lord and they saw God's glory. And boy, we want to come in and we want to get, get a glimpse of God and we want to get something God. And when they went out, they had something to take to the people. And boy, that's what we want to say. God, I want to come in and Lord, give me something. Amen. That when I go out, I have something to take to somebody. Amen. I want to be able to go out and I want to be able to bless somebody. Amen. Lord, uh, it's Sunday. It's the first day of the week. And Lord, tomorrow I got to get up, man, and I got to go back into work and I got to face all those people. Lord, it sure be good when I go in today that you let me come out. Amen. With something in my heart, with something in my soul that I can pass on and be a blessing to somebody else, that I can pass on and help somebody else along the way. So God's people should have church and meet with the Lord and get something from the Lord. And then God's people should come out and be a blessing to others. And boy, that as they go about and bless others, that God's glory would be revealed. Amen. And the fire. Amen. And then give a shout. Amen. Here, maybe I need to give these back to Sister Pam. Hey, uh, you want to take this one to work? tomorrow sister just go in and say hey say what's that shout about amen anybody want to take these to work and say hey say what's that shout about say well i'm glad you asked what that shout is about so man i went in i got something from the lord and i want to share it with you i want to be a blessing with you amen and uh and have a shout but what a beautiful thought that is but let's get down to uh, chapter 10 and verse 1 here we see the strange amen notice what happens here and Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer and put fire therein and incense thereon. And look at this. And offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not. That word strange there means this. It means something contrary. It means something contrary, right? Or outside God's word. Oh, there you go. All right, brother. That's why we need somebody sitting there. Something contrary outside God's word or command or will. Now think about that. Something outside God's command or God's word or will. And then it says not known. It means not known like a stranger, right? If you don't know somebody, that person is a stranger to you. Or we just might think of this way. Something strange to what is right. Something strange to what is right. In other words, God gave them commands of how they were supposed to conduct their service. Right? He gave them direction. And they did something contrary to that. Something strange to that. They offered something that they shouldn't have. Think about that for a moment. And then look at verses uh, 2 and 3. We'll come back to that. And there went out fire from the Lord and devoured them. And they died before the Lord. See, we see God's standard. And Moses said unto Aaron, this is that the Lord spake, saying, Look, I will be sanctified in them that come nigh me. And before all the people, I will be glorified. And Aaron held his peace. And so notice what happened. We see another fire. We saw a fire here uh, with Moses, and it was a fire of devotion. But here we see a devouring fire. You know what this shows us? Listen, God still wants things done right in his house. 
God still wants things done right in this house. This shows it matters how you worship the Lord. It matters how things are conducted in the house of God. It still must be according to his word. It's his, his clear precepts and guiding principles should guide us in the house of God. You know, I, I was talking to somebody the other day. They were mentioning something uh, in, in the church. And they said, well, well but, but that isn't in, in the Bible. I said, yeah, but it's not contrary to the Bible either. And this is what things people, well, you know, why do we do this? Why do we that? I said, well, you know, there's precepts in the Bible to guide us. There's, there's, there's principles in the Bible to guide us. And then when it comes, uh, that's why it's so important to understand the local church, which most people, I, I still don't think that they, 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 they get it. You know, people think, well, if they go here, if they just go to this church and do this or go to this church and do that, you know, at least they went to church and at least they went then that. Oh, no, no. And listen, there's nothing wrong with visiting a, 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 another church. If you're on vacation, that's not what I'm saying. But, you know, people need to understand the authority of the local church and that God gave the authority to the local church. And so when the church makes a decision, then that becomes an authority. Right. So. Uh, uh, so, example, this local church, why do we meet it? Why do we meet at 11? Well, because this local church made a decision that that's the time they were going to meet. If they change it to one, well, they could change it uh, uh, to one uh, uh, if they want to. As long as they don't go past two, that's my coffee time. Amen. But you can meet at one if you want to. Right. But you see, uh, I said, well, the church has made that decision to do that. And so there's authority in the fact that the church made that decision. Right. Uh, as as a collective body, as God's uh, local church. That's important for people to understand. But let me tell you. you so it's OK to, to, to use those things as guidelines, but it's not OK uh, to do things outside Amen. Uh, the authority of the church are outside, contrary to the word of God. Now, if the church makes a decision that's contrary to the word of God, well, then it's wrong. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine, and, and he was going to a, a very uh, contemporary uh, church. He was a young man. He, when he was a kid. I knew him. Uh, uh, he went to our, our, our sending church. Now he's in a church that's uh, very uh, contemporary. And uh, I, uh, I was having lunch uh, with him, and I was talking to him. I said, you know, why do you do this, and why do you do that, you know? And uh, uh, I, I said, he said, well, because, you know, he's trying to give me his reasons. I said, no, no, no. I said, I said, you know, not all churches have to be the same, right? But they, they do all have to be in accordance with the word of God. You know, God set up standards, right? You know, uh, uh, and so we were sitting in a restaurant and I said, listen, I said, this restaurant has perimeters, and it, it has chose to put the booze over here and the tables over here and all those things. And I said, that's good. I said, but if they want to come in and they decide to put the, move the booze over there and put the tables over here and, and put the cash readers over here, they're allowed to do that as long as they stay within the confines of what's theirs. But hey, they can't take one of their booze and go put it in the business next door, right? <laughs> because that's outside their perimeter. So they can't do whatever they want, uh, right? And I said, listen, we can do what we want as a church as long as within the parameters of the Word of God. But as soon as it goes out from the parameters from the Word of God, hey, listen, uh, then it's strange. Then it's strange, right? Then it's not right according to the Word of God. And we got to say, no, this is where we draw the line. You know, I tell people all the time, I, I, I tell people, I said, you know, I'm a lot more conservative than people think I am because I don't beat people over the head with stuff. I try to guide people. Right. But I said, I try to be as gracious as I can with people until my back's up against the word of God. 
But once I feel like my back's up against the word, I said, whoop, we're stopping right here. We're not going any further. You know what I mean? This is, this is, this is the dead end, if you will, on this situation, on this uh, circumstances. You know, I, normally I, I, I might take a stand on something. I try not to fight over it unless I have to. But I remember one time I, I was having an issue with somebody about something. And I'll be honest with you, I was getting a little bit upset about it. I was starting to argue about it. And then I said, you know what? I realized I said, no, that's not the way I handle things. That's not the way I do things. So you know what I did? I got these people together and I said, listen, I said, I'm not going to argue over this. I'm not going to fight over this. I said, you know what I'm going to do? I said, I'm going to look at the word of God. I'm going to tell you what the Word of God says. I'm going to tell you exactly what I think about it. And you're, you're, you should understand this. You're big enough to make your own decision. You know what? And I'll never mention it again. You know where I stand on it. And I'm not going to change what I think about this. And you know what? I have not changed what I think about it. If those people were to ask me about that today, I'd say, you know what? I still believe the same thing. I still haven't changed my mind on that because I still what God teaches. But you know what? I never said another thing to them about it. You know, so listen, let the word of God, they will answer for the word. Let them know what it says and march on. Amen. And keep focused. Don't get sidetracked in all those things. But listen, we need to stand for what's right. God still has a high standard for his church and everything that happens. Amen. You can't just bring any. Well, hey, it's still fire. As long as it's fire. Isn't that all that matters? Hey, it's still music, right? Is that all that matters? It's still quote-unquote a Bible. Is that all that matters? Oh, no, no, that's not all that matters. God's standard, God's command is what matters, is what's right. That's what matters. And we hold to that because you know what it says here? Notice again in verse uh, 3. And I will be sanctified in them that come nigh me. You know what? God still wants to be sanctified. God still wants those that come nigh him, right? Draw nigh to me, I'll draw nigh to you. He wants us to be nigh him. God still wants those that want to be close to him to be a sanctified and separated people, right? Being a separated people as Christians, being a separated people is still a Bible principle. People don't talk about that anymore. I know we don't talk about standards and all those things anymore. Sure. But listen, they're still in the Bible. Those things are uh, God's standards and principles are still right. Romans 1, 7 says this, to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, look at this, called to be saints. Not only are we called to salvation, but we're called to be saints. We're called to holiness. We're called to have at high standard. Now, what happened here? They did something strange. They did something contrary to the word of God. And what happened? The, the, a fire came out and consumed them. A fire came out and uh, devoured them. Most people think, well, that's, that's, that's Old Testament. Let me get, I, I want to finish. I don't get sidetracked, but I want to give you this. The word of God says, for our God is a consuming fire. Hebrews 10, 31 says, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. But the most famous message ever preached was on that text. It's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of a living God. Those verses are in the New Testament. <laughs> Those are not Old Testament verses. Now, uh, Hebrews 12, 29 quotes, I think, uh, Deuteronomy 4, 24 or something like that. It's quoting an Old Testament verse, but it is in the New Testament. It's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of an angry God. That's in the New Testament. You know where? Hey, Acts 5 is in the New Testament. 
right? And, and we know what happened uh, uh, with them, Acts 5, 3 and 5. But Peter said unto Ananias, Why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and keep back part of the price of land? And Ananias heard these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. And great fear came on all them that heard these things. Now, uh, I, I know preachers that preach, oh, God's waiting to kill you. God. No, no. We have a God of love and mercy and grace. But God is still to be feared. God still has a high and holy standard. And thank God we're under grace. Thank God he's long-suffering. Thank God he is a God of mercy. But let us not think for one moment that he's lowered his standard and that it's okay for the church to lower its standard in every area. God still has a place that he wants us to be and a standard that he wants us to hold uh, as, as uh, believers. And so, uh, you know, when, 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 we, when, when we see this, what a beautiful thing it is. Thank God for what he's done for us. And so, uh, you know, uh, you know let, let, let us pray. God, I, I want people to know I'm saved and I want them to see the difference in my life. I want them to see that that fire of devotion burns in my life. I want them to see, amen, that, that, that though we're in the world, we're not of the world. We're still called to be a holy and a separated people. That doesn't mean we're better than anybody else. That doesn't mean we look down our lows. We still have to have a right spirit of everything, but yet we are still called to a high standard. So it appears standards are being lowered in every area of society. Amen. So if there's one area in society that a standard should still be held high, let it be the house of God. Let it be the people of God. So God still holds a high standard. And let us as Christians try to maintain that high and holy and biblical standard in the areas of our life where God gives precepts and principles and guidance. So thank God Jesus was the final sacrifice, amen? And he, he, he was our sin sacrifice, he was our burnt sacrifice, he was our peach sacrifice. And, and so if you need to deal with sin this morning, amen, or, or, you, need, or you don't have the peace you should have, hey, come to Jesus this morning, amen, and let him help you with that sin problem. Or uh, if something's troubling your heart, come to Jesus and let him give you that peace uh, back if you need to come to him. So, and then uh, let us go out this week, amen? We've come in. Amen. Uh, let's pray and say, God, amen, I've come in and now I'm going to go out this week. Lord, please give me something in my heart. Give me something from your word that I can take out, amen, and be a blessing to others. That I can take out and use, amen, to glorify your name. That I can take out, amen, and let people see the difference in my life. Amen. Be willing, be willing to do that. Go out and be a blessing to people. Hey, uh, uh, one thing I appreciate about Ari and his family, I mean, they're always trying to be a blessing to somebody. How many, how many times do I, 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 somebody says, oh, somebody did this for I said, oh, who did that? Oh, uh, uh, Amy came by and dropped that offer. Who did that? Oh, Ari stopped by and fixed that. Hey, I got home last night, you know, uh, I, I, I was driving through the storm a little bit, and uh, thank God I, I, I made it home safe. But here I was home safe, and all of a sudden I got, I got a phone call. It was Amy. It was Amy calling me. Uh, she, this is Emily's fault because she went to pick Emily up from work, and Zach, uh, he was still working there. Uh, but there was a homeless man there. And you know how the weather was last night, and uh, this homeless man didn't know where he was going to stay. And so uh, Amy called me and said, hey, you know, you know a place that might take this man or whatever? And, uh, and I said, oh, uh, she's, she, Amy wanted to take him down. I said, well, Amy, I don't, I don't, want, I don't, I don't want you taking him uh, down there. Let's, let's figure this out. And so I called a place, and they said, yeah, we're still open because of the weather, and you can still bring that man here. 
And so I said, well, let's, I, I, uh, I've had people that had need before, and I've, uh, I've called taxis for them, and I'll, 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 you know, we'll pay for the taxi. I've called people, paid for a taxi, and had them picked up and taken places. I think that's a good thing to do. But I called the taxi place last night. She couldn't get a hold of them. I got home, and they were closed. I said, well, man, well, you're no good, right? And so a taxi place, and so I called back, and you couldn't get a place, and uh, Ari happened to be out already because... Think about that weather last night, and Elizabeth wants to go downtown and take pretty pictures. And what a good father took her down there to take those pretty pictures. If you want an 8 by 10 she sells them cheap, right? And so, uh, but anyways, Ari came back from downtown, and so Ari, Ari drove that man down there in that weather, that, that place downtown. And you know what? Uh, that, 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 set, that, that setting, I said, what, what a beauty was that? What was he showing? He was showing, amen, that the fire of devotion... Amen, was in his heart. He was showing, amen, that he still had a standard, amen, God's high standard of loving people, of not being a respecter of people, of, of willing to go the extra mile, mile uh, uh, for people. And uh, they do that all the time, and many of you do that, and that's what, amen, that's what we want, that's what we want uh, people to say, hey, Jesus, amen, he, he was my sin sacrifice, but he was also my burnt sacrifice. He was wholly devoted, amen, to being my Savior. He was wholly consumed, amen, when he was down here. Hey, he set, he set his face toward Jerusalem. Nothing was going to stop him. And boy, that's how we need to be. Nothing is going to stop me from serving my Savior. Nothing is going to stop me, amen, by God's grace of showing my devotion to him and living with high principles according to the Word of God. So you know what? Hey, in 2021... Amen. Still near the beginning of this year. Let's remember that God still has a high standard and we want to keep a high standard through 2021.